Hello, yo, 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 and welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James, and I will take you to the docks. <laughs> oh, God, don't start me on that again. I will start and I won't be able to stop. Uh, this week, we will be backstroking into Season 2, Episode 14, Innocence. Again, yes, backstroking like Angel into Buffy on her 17th birthday. Wow. Wow. Wow, well, that'll wow. wrap it up for this week, folks. Uh, <laughs> oh, All righty then. Um, so, yeah, uh, do we have any uh, anything from last week? Any news, notes, corrections, additions, insults, uh, anything like that? No, sir, we do not. Oh, okay. Well, again, no one likes us, so that's uh, par for the course. Um, uh, well, also, well, also, um, uh, part one of of this week's episode hasn't actually dropped yet for the podcast. Yeah, that well, that's true. But when I say <laughs> last week, I basically just mean no. I know whatever I know what is the current. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving you shit. Uh, no, but no, we haven't. Uh, it's been silent. Uh, on uh, on the socials, so. All righty then. Well, one can hope. One can hope. All, it's uh, part of the course. Yeah. Uh, at this point, so. Definitely. Uh, why don't you cook us up some delicious and nutritious dates and deets? I will do that. As previously stated, we are. Backstroking into Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2, Episode 14, the 26th episode of the series overall, Innocence. Our episode director this week is He Who Shall Not Be Named. And our episode credited writer this week is also He Who Shall Not Be Named. Our original air date was January 20th, 1998. And this was Part 2 of a Buffy two-night event. The two-night event. Yes, so even though uh, Surprise Ah. and Innocence aren't billed as episodes part one and two, they are, in fact, very much a two-part episode. So if you've yet to listen to our recap of Surprise, stop now. Surprise! (laughs) Stop now and go listen to it. Um... Because it'll take you to the docks. And around the 71-minute mark, uh, <laughs> you will see <laughs> me lose my shit and be able to, unable to recover said shit for about 15 minutes. Uh, this are, uh, originally aired on the now-defunct WB Network, and our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Geller as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, David Boreanaz as Angel, and Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Our guest cast this week includes Seth Green as Oz, Kristen Sutherland as Joyce, Robia Lamort as Jenny, James Marsters as Spike, Juliet Landau as Drusilla, Brian Thompson as the Judge, Vincent Chevelli as Uncle Enyos, and uh, that's it. Our episode synopsis this week reads: Buffy must destroy Angel after he loses his soul and reverts to his evil persona, Angelus. 
and Giles and Giles learns that Jenny is a gypsy. God damn, they might as well fuck. What do we need to do? Well, they pretty much just yeah, they, <laughs> let's just uh, call it. Now, mine is a little a little more uh, succinct and a little less. Um, hey, let's just give you the whole plot. Uh, Buffy and her friends battle the judge and face unexpected danger from Angel, who has lost his soul after experiencing a moment of true happiness. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Uh, why don't yeah. you uh, take us into the old cold open there, Yames? I will. We open, and, well, we open with a quick montage, kind of a recap of last week's episode. Um, so we'll we'll run through that real quick. Buffy and Angel Bone, uh, and Angel uh, uh, is in pain. He's outside of his apartment in an alleyway in pain. Uh, that's our that's our little recap uh, <laughs> for last week's episode. Um, and we actually open our episode in the warehouse where Spike and Drusilla uh, are have taken up residence, and the now fully assembled judge is kneeling kind of off to a corner facing a bunch of various racks and uh, spike wheels into view. He's in a wheelchair and uh, um, he, uh, he proceeds to tell Drusilla he's not happy. You know, um, Buffy and Angel are still alive and they know where they're at and they know about the judge and basically they should be getting the hell out of town. And, uh, Drusilla basically tells him, you know, he's being he's being a dumbass and they're not going to bother him. And, you know, Angel's too smart to face the judge again. And Spike asks her what the judge is doing anyway. And uh, the judge says he's preparing. And um, Spike, Spike says that preparing looks a, a lot like sitting on his ass and not doing anything. Yeah, it does look and, very similar to that. And uh, the judge tells him that, you know, he's he's his strength is growing. He's, you know, trying to get back up to full power. And uh, all of a sudden, Drew starts like moaning, almost in pain. And she collapses to the floor and starts to cry. And she says Angel's name and Spike rolls over to see what's going on. And um, Spike you know, asks her if she, she asked, he asked her if she sees something and, um, she stops crying and, uh, just kind of gives an evil smile to the camera. At that point we cut to Angel's apartment and Buffy's waking up in Angel's bed and she reaches over and he's gone. And, um, we can hear rain outside and she looks around and angel's not there. And we cut back outside to the alley and it stopped raining now. And who's out there. Who's out in that alley, James angel is in that alley. Yeah, he is. And this theme music starts for some reason. It's uh, it's really weird because it's like two years too early. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, right there. It is just in the alley. And he's looking is. around like, what? The, you, what the fuck is right, that? He's like, like, what the hell is going on? Where yeah. did 
when did I get my own theme music? Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, we see Angel still collapsed on the ground in pain, and he calls out Buffy's name, and uh, he ends up further collapsing onto the ground, and um, he kind of lets out a scared, oh, no, and um, we see what I can only presume is a streetwalker. <laughs> yep. It's she like comes out of a, like standing. a doorway and she's, she looks like Tammy's yeah. cousin. She's smoking a cigarette. She is, yes. And, uh, she walks up to Angel and, um, you know, he's, fr- it be- she walks up behind him and he's on the ground and she asks if he's okay and, you know, do you need me to call 911? And Angel suddenly stands up and he, he's like, no, the pain is gone. And she's like, she says, you sure? And he says, yeah. And he spins around and he's in full vamp face and he grabs her and violently bites it into her neck and, and starts to feed. And then he drops her body to the ground and tilts his head. And it, this is such a cool scene. He tilts his head and proceeds to blow smoke as if he had just taken a big drag off of his cigarette. Yeah. Because she was smoking his cigarette. Cool, and, uh, cool, yes. Ridiculous, oh yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, he says, I, I feel just fine. And roll credits. That is our cold open. Yeah. Have you, have you ever noticed, um, and this is a, a common theme in this show and Angel throughout all of it, when a vampire feeds, it takes them like five seconds and they suck a person dry. Yeah. You know, yeah. it is really quick. Anyway, uh, we come back from what would have been our commercial break, and Buffy has returned home. And, uh, you know, after after her all-night dalliance there at uh, Angel's, and, um, you know, she tries to kind of kind of come through the house quietly and whatnot, and she starts to go up the stairs, and then there's Mom. And they begin talking, and... Mom's like, well, how you know? Did you have fun at at Willow's, or did you have fun? And and Buffy's like, what What do you mean? And she's like, at Willow's. And she, oh yeah, 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 Willow, yeah, 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 total, lots of fun, lots of fun. Willow's a Willow's a real character, <laughs> you know. Like she's already forgotten her cover story. So, um, but Joyce definitely notices there's something different about Buffy. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the after fuck glow, Mom. Have you forgotten what that's all about? <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> anyway, uh, Buffy's like, yeah, I'm going to go up and take a shower, so uh, bye-bye. And then we cut to the library. And Xander, Giles, Willow, and Cordy, and Miss Calendar are discussing the fact that Buffy never did check in with them, and they don't know what's up, you know, with her or, or Angel, that they, they didn't check in after con- that confrontation with Spike and Drusilla. And Xander and Willow are like, well, we're going to the fucking factory, um, you know, where they were last. And uh, they're all like, Giles and, and Jenny are basically like, that's not a good idea because if, you know, if Buffy and, and Angel were there and they couldn't defeat the judge, um, what the fuck do you two think you're going to do? And um, Willow basically... Uh, uh, 
gives him the smackdown, and she's like, you know, fuck you guys. You know, this is our friends. We're, we're going, by God. And as she has her and Xander go to head towards the door, there's Buffy. Uh, Buffy's there. And um, she basically fills him in that uh, no, no sense looking at ports and stuff anymore because the judge has been assembled and he's all together and it's not fucking good. And um, they're like, well, what's up with Angel? And Buffy's like, well, you guys don't know? I, I don't know. Um, we split up after we were hiding in the sewers. And obviously she's not telling them the full story. And um, But she begins to worry because he hasn't checked in with them either. Like he disappeared from bed and then he has not checked in. No no one has seen him. So she's a little... A little uh, concerned and then um willow asks um you know do do you think he went after the judge on his own and buffy's like no you know but i sure wish he would check in with me and jenny is kind of watching this exchange from afar that fucking traitorous bitch (laughs) and then uh we cut back to the factory with uh, Drew and Spikey, and uh, they're having a bit of a conversation, and they bring him up, or Spike brings him up, and right at that time, Angel just kind of saunters in, and, uh, you know, he's just like, what up, yo, I'm here, and they're like, the fuck, and Spike tells the judge, he's like, burn this motherfucker, so the judge gets up and goes over to him, puts his hand on his chest, and nothing happens. And the judge is like, this one's clean. There's no humanity in this one. And just turns around and walks away. And they're like, what? And Angel <laughs> smiles and says, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's right, I'm back. And so they, Drew and Spike, are quite happy to see Angelus back. And... uh Drew asks him, you know, what happened, and Spike, he's like, who cares? It's just, you know, I'm just glad he's over all this. I've got a soul crap. And uh, uh, Drusilla uh, invites Angel to join them in their quest to destroy the world. And, of course, Angel pops a cigarette in his mouth and lights a match and lights a cigarette, takes a draw, and yada, yada, to show that he's truly evil, you see. And, uh... He basically tells him to lay low for one night because he really wants to fuck with the Slayer. Like, he's not interested in killing her or killing her quick or anything. He wants to, like, fucking torture her. So they're like, okay, I guess so. And uh, we cut to uh, Xander Willow, Giles, and Cordy. And they're not having much luck finding info on the judge um, for many of the books in the library. And Willow's on the phone trying to console Buffy, um, who's been out looking everywhere for Angel, basically with no success. And Xander joins uh, Cordy in the stacks, and they start kind of quarreling, arguing as normal, and then kissing. And then we see they kind of stop kissing, and they turn a little bit to the side, and Willow's standing there just with a look of, horror on her face and she turns and bolts and Xander's like fuck so he bolts after her 
and she flies out of the library and into the school, into the halls, and he's right behind her. And um, I found this whole exchange to be pretty good, so we're going to play a clip of it. It's a little bit long, but, man, it's it's a really good clip. So let's play their, their uh, interaction here. Oh, come on. I knew it. I knew it. Well, not knew it in the sense of having the slightest idea, but I knew there was something I didn't know. You two were fighting way too much. It's not natural. I know. It's weird. Weird? It's against all laws of God and man. It's Cordelia, remember? The, the We Hate Cordelia Club of which you are the treasurer. Look, I was going to tell you. Gee, what stopped you? Could it be shame? All right, let's have a react, shall we? But I'm... Willow, we were just kissing. It doesn't mean that much. No. It just means that you'd rather be with someone you hate than be with me. Man, that that uh, that cuts. That cuts deep. That yeah, that scene is it's damn near heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is, and she plays it so well. Yeah. And yeah. um so yeah, she turns and, and and leaves him and he's kind of stunned. And um, we cut we cut back to Buffy, um, who's gone to Angel's back to J- Angel's apartment, and she goes in and everything, and there he is. He's just like normal Angel. He's getting dressed. Looks like he's had a shower. He's getting dressed, and she's super relieved. Of course, runs up to him and um, hugs him and everything. But he's acting kind of cold and distant and just kind of weird and. And implies that their night together, you know, wasn't a big deal, you know. And she's like, the fuck? And he just says a lot of things like along those lines, like, it's no big deal, you know, and then blah, blah, blah. And she's obviously pretty devastated by all this, and she's crying. and and uh, Imp- imp- Implies that it wasn't any good. Yeah, also implies that she wasn't even really that good, so it wasn't anything to write home about. And she's like... And he, uh, he, he's like, yeah, I should have known you wouldn't have been able to handle this. And he just puts his coat on and fucking leaves. And she's like, utterly fucking devastated. This, whereas the last scene was damn near heartbreaking, this scene was heartbreaking. Yeah, because SMG, she is so good. Just at emoting, yeah, yeah. Well, she, she, I was gonna say she's just so good at acting, number one, but she is very good at being. Um, what's what am I? How am I trying to say? She's very good at being. Um, you just feel for her, you know, when she's when she's having these type of emotions, and like you can just feel it. I don't know where how she pulls yeah. this, where she pulls it. You know where she pulls from to be able to do thing scenes like this, but man, is she fucking good at it? Yeah, um, yeah. The, this entire scene is it's just devastating. It's so heartbreaking, and I, plus the um, Christoph Beck's um, Buffy Angel love theme mm-hmm. playing over the whole thing while he's being just this complete jerk to her. Yeah. And she doesn't understand why. And, um, you know, as good as SMG is in the scene, you know, Boreana's making this heel turn was, it was, he, it's, it's damn near perfection. 
Oh, honestly. yeah, yeah. And it doesn't hurt that, like we've said many times before, they have always had outstanding chemistry, you know. Right. So it's right. like, fuck, man. It, it's a, it's, it's definitely a mind fuck. So you can imagine how much of a mind fuck it must be to Buffy herself, you know. Right. So um, this scene was originally supposed to take place. Um, so there's a, there's a brief bit um, at the beginning of the scene where Buffy's going home. And she gets to her front door, and then she decides to she turns around, and that's when we cut to Angel's apartment. Mm-hmm. So this scene was originally supposed to take place um, when Buffy is going to her house, and Angel uh, confronts Buffy on her front lawn. Um, but while they were shooting it, um, Joss didn't like the way that the scene felt, so he switched it to angel's apartment kind of in the bedroom area and he said uh she had to see him in the bedroom she had to see him with his shirt off and it had had to be as intimate a scene as possible and i don't like for better or for worse with joss whedon as you know as all things are now uh i think it was the right decision i don't know that it would have had such an emotional impact uh i having taken place on buffy's front Lawn. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Josh is a sociopath, so he would know what it would take to pull off a, a sociopathic scene re- like that. To really hurt someone, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Would, he would know. Uh, so uh, we cut to Jenny's apartment, which I've always thought looks like a hotel room. Or, is, or, or are they at her uncle's hotel? Yeah, we're at... Um, I, I'm... Yeah, we're at... Uh, Enyos's hotel. Okay, we're it's, at we're at the uncle's hotel, staying, yeah. and you know he's he's still ragging on her like he was in the previous episode that you know she hasn't done a good job and and she's saying you know she's tried to keep them apart but it hasn't worked and she's trying to convince her uncle that Angel, you know, might be their only uh, chance at defeating the judge and that you know he could he could be a help and. Um, the un- you know uncle says that you know the curse that that we put on angel will go away if angel achieves one moment of true happiness and that buffy would have to kill angel and kind of throughout all this she kind of puts it together in her head like oh fuck like you know what i'm saying like she it, it kind of the light bulb kind of clicks like uh oh did i hope nothing happened and Angel's maybe not himself anymore. And they kind of part on bad terms because she's just... Jenny's kind of um, tired of this whole curse thing and vengeance and all that. And she's like, you know, basically like, grow the fuck up, you know. She's just she's very disappointed in, in Uncle uh, Goofball here. So she just grabs her coat and her purse and bails. And then we cut back to the school, <clears throat> and Willow is still roaming the halls. And Xander catches up to her. And um, she basically says, listen, things are not okay between us. Um, but what's going on with the judge is, you know, more important. So um, let's just, we'll deal, we'll deal with the other shit later. For now, we got to focus on this judge situation. And he's like, okay, you know, fair enough. And right then, the lights go out. 
and Angel's at the other end of the hall. And he's like, you know, he's kind of standing in the shadows, but, they, you know, they can tell it's him. And he's, uh, he tells Xander, he says, you know, get the others. I got to show you something. And Xander's like, okay. And so he goes to do that and leaves him there with Willow. And um, he's like, Willow, come here. I need to show you something. And, and he pulls out his wiener and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I literally was getting ready to interrupt you and be like, and Andrew just whips his dick out. Because he's got the trench coat start, on. And just starts helicoptering right there in the shadows. He, he opens the, he opens up his trench coat and he's naked. He's like, <laughs> no, but anyway, so. So she goes up to him, and right before she gets to him, uh, Miss Calendar arrives, and she's got a cross in her hand, and she's kind of figured out, she's kind of put everything together that's happened over the last day or so, and I think, and she's basically realized Angel is Angelus again. And so she's got a cross, and she holds it up to him, and she says, you know, get away from him. But it's too late. He's too too close to her, so he reaches out and grabs a willow, and uh, spins her around. He's got her by the throat and has her facing everybody. And about that time, Angel or uh, Xander comes running back because he something didn't feel right to him either, and it clicked on clicked with him too. And so he shows up and says he wants to uh, wants Angel, uh, Willow to give a message to Buffy. And basically, it looks like he's gonna he's gonna feed on her or kill her, something something bad. And um, Right when he says that, you hear Buffy say, why don't you tell her yourself? And Buffy has arrived. And uh, Angel says, well, it involves uh, you finding the bodies of all your uh, dead friends. And Buffy's like, you know, you've got to fight it, Angel. I, I know the real you is somewhere still there inside. And he says, I am Angel, Finally. And he lets go of Willow and grabs Buffy and tells her things are about to get interesting. And then he leaves. And I'm like, why didn't she just kick his ass and, you know, tie him up, put him in a fucking book cage, something, you know? I don't know. It's like, why would you just let the fucker walk away? But, you know, got to keep that drama going. So, in the library, Giles is ranting about Angel having reverted to his... uh former self of Angelus. And he's like, There's, there has to be something that happened that triggered it. And if anybody should know what it is, it should be you, Buffy. And Buffy insists she doesn't know, but, you know, she's super emotional and and everything. And all of a sudden she gets up and just runs out. And Willow's like, Giles, shut up. And basically then it clicks with Giles. You know, like, oh, are you saying they fucked? Did 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 they did he shag her? No, no, that doesn't happen till later in the episode in the classroom. Oh, my bad. Yeah, when Giles puts that together. Yeah, my he's bad. He's still pretty clueless right now. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, that's right. Willow Willow just tells him to shut up, and he's like, oh, okay. And then she punches him, and um, he gets just a little bit of a bloody nose. Can we take? Uh, I just want to take a minute and talk about Jenny uh, okay. in in this episode. I mean, so, and I kind of wish we had seen 
more of this from her in her earlier appearances, but she's very, um, I don't want to say motherly, but like when Xander is, is like calling, basically calling Cordelia heartless for not wanting to try and find Buffy and whatnot. Um, Jenny scolds him a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, in this scene, Giles is basically panicking about Angel being angelus again now. And Jenny, it kind of scolds him here, too. Like, you know, you you can't talk like that around them. They're just kids. Yeah, they're kids. And I I I don't know. I kind of wish we had seen we had seen more of that from her um, up to this point. Well, I kind of think it works out, though, because I think it's, you know, it shows that she's, over time, has become, you know, maternal towards them and, you know, cares. Right. She, and, yeah, she's yeah. she's growing closer to the group right. as, as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, to finish up that scene, she, uh, Cordelia points out that they've kind of basically hit rock bottom. I'm trying to, you know, figure anything out. And Xander basically has got a plan. And he says it involves Cordelia. And he's going to need Oz's van. Well, he doesn't say it like that, but that's that's in a nutshell. It involves Cordelia, yeah. and he's going to need Oz's van. So we cut to the factory, and Angel's bragging about Buffy's face when he was like, you should have seen her face when I, you know, said all that and blah, blah, blah. And, and Angel Spike's like, you didn't fucking kill her? And Angel's just like, you just don't get it. It's not about killing. You know, I don't want to, I want to, I'll kill her eventually, but to kill her, you have to love her. And, you know, he he's, you can tell that Angel, Angelus is definitely, which we've known, we knew from, from like the things he had done to Drusilla and stuff before turning her, that he is all about torture and torment and, like when it comes time to die, you just want to die, kind of thing. So, right. whereas Spike is more just like a hundred miles an hour, kill, 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 done with it, you know. And um, so, Buffy um, has returned home, and she's kind of looking at things she's gotten from Angel, and she's crying. And is this the? I believe this is the part where she takes the ring off, right, that he had given her in the previous episode. Yeah. 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 And um she's she's just she's just a mess. And she basically curls up in her bed and just cries herself to sleep, more or less. And then she begins dreaming and has a dream that Angel is on fire and so is everyone else that she knows. Well, first she <laughs> dreamed she she dream she's remembering the her and Angel in bed together. Right. It's kind of erotic. And um, then it kind of becomes disturbing and involves Miss Calendar in a cemetery. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a weird situation. Well, it's it's one of it's one of her prophetic. Yeah, it's like dreams. a yeah, it's like her prophecy <laughs> dream, but it's just you know how how her prophecy dreams have been before where it's 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 weird they're weird like you got to do a lot of reading right. in between the lines you know right and like in the scene angel 
when they're in the cemetery now, Angel tells her, you have to know what to see. Right. And she doesn't, she's obviously confused by that. And um, she looks up and she sees Jenny uncovering her face. Right. And that clicks. And that's the last image she sees is, is Miss Calendar. So the next day, buddy, she's walking into school with some real well, fucking. Before, so before you go on, the mm-hmm. those flashback scenes to mm-hmm. Buffy and Angel in bed, mm-hmm. um, there's obviously awkward sex noises being made, lots of heavy breathing yeah. and stuff. Um, but that actually wasn't. And somebody from... farted t- during it too. I just I just heard like. <laughs> that that was me. Oh 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 okay. <laughs> My bad. Um. Uh, so that that actually wasn't from David and Sarah. It was uh, Joss and the supervising supervising sound editor Cindy Rabidou. Okay, that's uh, not where I thought you were going when you said. It was Josh. I was. I thought you were going to say it was actually Josh who had tape recorded himself fucking molesting someone. I was going to be like, oh no, God. no. It was it, no. This is legitimate. It was Josh and and the supervising sound editor recorded those noises because uh, it was the first time Josh had uh, filmed a scene like this, and he was too embarrassed to ask David and Sarah to vocalize. What oh, they were, oh, to vocalize during the original doing. filming of the original sex scene? Yes. Okay, I got you. Yes. So he yes. went in there and was like, <laughs> Basically. He's not basically. too embarrassed to do that, but he's too embarrassed to, act right. his, to ask his professional actors to right. vocally right. emote, you know. Right. He's, but such he wasn't a, too... he's such an enigma wrapped in a turd. Right, but he wasn't too embarrassed to say to supervising sound editor Cindy yeah. Rabideau, like, hey, Cindy, he obviously, come into the sound booth with me. We're going to have to simulate sex sounds right now. That tells me that he obviously had had a thing for this Cindy Rabideau or whatever, or just, you know what I'm saying, or just wanted to be... Right. I don't know. He's so... Creepy f- with her. So fucking <laughs> creepy, man. Um. Anyway, where did I leave off? Uh. Oh, yeah, so... So the next day after this dream, Buffy Buffy is walking through the school halls with a sense of fucking purpose, and you can tell she is pissed. And she marches through the halls right into Miss Calendar's room, and in Miss Calendar's room, Giles is in there talking to her, and there's some students in there, and they turn around as Buffy comes in, and they you know they greet her and everything, but Buffy just beelines right to her, grabs her by the fucking throat, and like smashes her down on the desk. And she, how, how, what does she say? Tell me, t- uh, what does she say to her? Um, she, she says, what, what do, you, do know? you know? Yeah. What do you know? That's it. She's like, what do you know? And Giles is like, you know, Buffy, what, you know, what the fuck are you doing? And, and then there's a, there's a student or two that's like, do you want me to get the principal? And Miss Calendar's like, no, no, no. Giles is like, Giles is like, fuck no, just get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah. He just basically runs them all out. And he's like, no, 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 everything's fine. It's just a student choking a teacher out on the on the class on the desk. dismissed. And class dismissed. Leaves. Yeah, and they're like, you're not even a teacher. You're the you're fucking librarian. But anyway, but uh, everyone leaves. But everyone, but everyone does leave, leaves, don't yeah. they? Everyone leaves, and she eventually lets Miss Calendar up, and um, 
she spills the beans basically that um she never tells them like her her real name does she i don't i don't think she says uh, uh no yeah no. she but no. she pretty much spills the beans of everything else and um right like she's never like i'm i'm jana of the cal cal what is it what the is it cala, cala, cala calderash, calderash tribe you know and yeah you know but she gives them the she gives them the basic gist of it yeah. right and that she's aware that angel has become evil and she knows why and um that's when giles finally is like oh and it's like wow giles you're not that fucking old you're like 40 <laughs> I mean, Jesus, it took you this many scenes to fucking put it together. But he finally puts it together. And he's, he's such a brilliant guy. And then, and, But when it comes to like things like this, he's like, you guy went to usual. He's like, oh, no. But, yeah, he finally puts it together. And uh, Buffy, Buffy's like, curse him again. And she's like, I can't. That, that magic's gone. And then Buffy's like, then fucking take me to someone who fucking can, you fucking bitch. And uh, we cut to Uncle Weirdo. And he's sitting at the little table in his hotel room, and the door slowly opens. And he says, ah, I thought she would bring you to me. And um, Angel walks in wearing a little frilly pink dress. And he's like, hello, I'm here to see you, Uncle. No, he, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Angel, not Buffy and Miss Calendar, and he's like, hello there, and we pretty much know what's gonna happen at this point, I think, but we do cut away from that scene, we don't, we don't see or hear anything, um, we cut to Oz, Willow, Xander, and Cordy are arriving at the <laughs> Sunnydale Army Base. Um, so that's right, folks. Sunnydale has an army base and it's extremely, it's, it is extremely undermanned because they're not only on the army base, but they are, they pull up right next to a, a fucking weapons depot inside of the fence. Okay. So yeah, that's happening. And, uh, they're in Oz's van and, um, so, uh, <laughs> basically, Xander has decided, uh, I'm just going to make this quick and simple. Xander has decided he's going to have Cordelia act as a whore that he has quote-unquote picked up and that he is going to take her and they're going to go inside of this, this, this storage depot. And that way, if they run into anyone, which they do, he can basically just say, you know, um, come on, give me a few minutes here with this. You know how it turns women on to go in here and see all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he gives this guy the riot act. You know, he's holding his gun like a sissy and blah, 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 blah. Xander knows all about this stuff because of the Halloween episode when he had been turned into a soldier. So he remembers yeah, he everything military-based and just he remembers everything. Um, yep. So, yeah, they go inside. <laughs> the one <laughs> the one army guy you see just one guy this one guy uh he he allows him to go in he's just a private grunt and he's like yeah sure go ahead go on in that's fine 
Shouldn't be any issues with that. Never seen you in my life, but should be fine. So, um, in the meantime, Willow and um, uh, Oz are still in Oz's van because they're waiting for the signal in which they're supposed to get out and put this uh, fucking ladder up to uh, this window and whatever. So, they're waiting for the signal. So, they start talking, and and um, at one point, Willow's like, do you want to make out with me? And Oz is like, what? <laughs> and he, It's funny as hell the way he says it. I don't even know how to, I can't do it justice, but he's like, what? And they're, basically he says he does not want to make out with her because he realizes that she's wanting to make her best friend upset and jealous right now. But there will come a time, basically. And, and he's like, and I can wait. It'll be fine, you know. I'll wait, and that really makes her little heart sing, and she smiles and <laughs> everything, and then she says, or Oz looks up through the windshield, and he's like, oh, we're up. That's the signal. So they get out of the... I, I, I love this scene between them. Like We oh, yeah. talked about it before. Oh, like yeah. They have such... They have, they have chemistry They have fantastic par. chemistry, just like, you know, yeah, SMG it's and Boreanaz. on par with... David and Sarah, yeah, one hundred percent. It really is. Yeah. And I think and I think um I honestly think uh, Charisma Carpenter and um uh, Nick have great uh chemistry. Chemistry, yeah. 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 And and it's So there's just there's 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 something about the Willow and Oz relationship that like as much as I, you know, love Buffy and Angel, there's something about the Willow and Oz relationship and I think it's I think it's something you and I have kind of talked about uh, on the show before. I think it's like Oz genuinely caring about Willow yeah. and Willow finally kind of getting that, you know, that genuine affection that she, you know, wanted from Xander and was always, you know, trying to get from Xander and kept getting disappointed with, you know, yeah. so I think that's part of what makes that relationship so uh so great to see yeah yeah and plus and, and you know the oz oz as a character he he's very um he's just a perfect he's a perfect character for for willow he's like a perfect love right. interest for her everything that she right. could ever want or or need um right you know he's and very, I, th- I think right and i think i think part of it too is watching the relationship develop slowly. Yeah. You know? It's a very slow burn and I and I think that's right. good. Um yeah, it's yeah. Willow and Oz were always probably my favorite couple in this in in this whole in the whole Buffy verse. So But anyway, um so Jenny Buffy and Giles um get to the hotel, um Uncle Weirdo's hotel. And he's dead. He's dead as fuck. He's sprawled out on his bed. There's fucking blood everywhere. Like, like this motherfucker is dead. And Angel's right. He's take- not just dead. No. He's dead as fuck. He's dead as fuck. Um, right. Picture, picture every horrible death we've ever described. Yeah. And, and then multiply it by about 20. And it and still doesn't compare. Poor bastard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Angel went full tilt, angelus, fucking mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 
They don't show his face, but I'm assuming Angel because, Angel ate his face off. I was going to say they don't show his face because undoubtedly he no longer has a face. Yeah, like Angel's wearing it right now back at the warehouse. He's walking around going, right. look at me, I'm a gypsy weirdo. Ooh. <laughs> right. But, uh, and he's taken some of uh, Uncle Weirdo's blood and written uh, on the wall above him, uh, hey, bitch, fuck you. No, he wrote, uh, <laughs> was it was it good for you too, question mark? And Buffy's like, not really, you know, for the first time. He was, you know, he wasn't that good, to be honest. And they're like, okay, well, fuck it. And they all just leave, and that's the end of the episode. And uh, anyway, right. so... <laughs> so uh, let's do a little monsterology. <laughs> so Giles, uh, um, you know, Giles is like, you know, he, he's just trying to make it hard for you. Uh, you know, says that to Buffy. And uh, Buffy says he's only making <laughs> just it... Just like it was last night. Just like it was. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Buffy... Buffy says, well, he's actually only making it easier. And uh and I and I know what I have to do. Kill him. And Giles is like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and uh we cut to uh back to the warehouse and the judge tells Spike that he's now ready. And Judge is like or Spike's like, fuck, finally after sitting around on your fucking ass for the last fucking two days. And so they're going to go raise some hell, basically, but Spike can't go because he's in a wheelchair and is a liability. And uh, he's like, I won't be in this thing forever. And Angel's like, yeah, you will, because I'm going to make sure you are. But uh, so the, the judge, Angel, and Drusilla head out to go raise hell. And Spike is... N- he kind of wheels up to the camera as they leave, and he just gives a funny look, like he's just kind of like, "I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this situation." And um, maybe foreshadowing of things to come. Uh, so then we cut back to the army base, and well, no, I'm sorry, we don't cut to the army base. We cut back to the, excuse me, we cut back to the library, and Xander puts this huge <laughs> fucking, like, wooden crate down to Buffy. And, um... Uh, or, wait, is that how... Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, Does she open it then? I My notes are fucked up in this part. Does she open the crate then and look at it, or no? Yeah, she does. Uh, They're looking at it at the table, and, and, and Xander's like, I brought you basically a toy, and that's when Miss so, Calendar walks in behind them and asks if she can help. If there's anything she can yeah, do to help, and and Buffy says, yeah. "Get the fuck out." Well, she says, "Get out," and and then even Giles turns and says, "She said, get out." And Jenny's like, "God damn you, bunch of fucking cunts!" So she she leaves, and um, uh. The weapon is a fucking rocket launcher, by the way. And Buffy's... They don't, t- show, that. They don't show that, though, yet. I know, but it, if you've ever watched anything remotely military-related, you pretty much know it's a rocket launcher in this crate. I mean, what else is in this giant crate? A grenade? You know? <laughs> it's a fucking rocket launcher, and Buffy tells Xander to show her how to use it. 
And uh, they, uh, Buffy, Xander, Giles, Oz, Willow, and Cordy all head out to the factory, but find no one there. So they leave. That's the end of the episode because no one's there. Uh, turns out it's a three-parter. Yeah, it turns out it's a three-parter. They're like, wah, 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 nobody's here. Uh, Spike's there, but he's kind of hiding in the shadows in his wheelchair. And uh, Buffy basically says they should go where there's going to be a lot of people because that's where they're going to want to... That's where they would want to go and raise fucking hell. And Oz, that's when Oz says he knows where he would go if, you know, if he wanted to be around a bunch of people. Where is that, James? At the mall. At the mall because the bronze is closed. Because the bronze is closed. James, uh... Take this uh, penultimate scene here for us. Uh, so we cut to the mall, and uh, Angel and Drusilla and the judge and a bunch of henchmen are there. And, and they're uh, having a menage a trois, believe it or not. Well, it's a menage lotta because there's more than three of them. Well, but it's just those three that are fucked. They're just literally laying like at the top of the steps fucking, and the, the, the mall shoppers are just walking around them like, what the fuck? the hell's going on here they see this fucking demon guy with like a demon dick and they're like i don't even want to know like this is weird like what it's really weird by the way what does a demon dick look like do you think is it a horn let me show you (laughs) (laughs) do you think it's a horn is it like a horn (laughs) yeah it's probably yeah it's probably like a horn i would imagine okay um so Angel tells the the uh, henchmen to lock the exits, and um, the judge uh, starts uh, zapping people. And uh, Buffy yeah, and his power—you know, his power—like he shoots it out of his because he doesn't have to touch anybody anymore. By the way, he's gotten full power back. But like he he reaches out and the and the and the power like shoots out of his hand and it like hits a person goes to another person to another person to another you know it's like a web it reminded me of something and I couldn't remember what like like something from the nineties what I mean is like it it looked like it had been reused um, a reused effect from something else but I couldn't put my finger on it maybe I'm just imagining that it looked like maybe something from like the Mortal Kombat movie or something from then. I was like, that looks so familiar. Like they've, like they've rehashed that effect, but sorry, I didn't, I mean, it's neither here nor there. So, uh, Buffy and the gang show up and, um, uh, the, uh, Buffy shoots him with a crossbow bolt and, um, the judge is all like, (laughs) Bitch, what the fuck do you think you're doing? That's not going to work against me. And uh, uh, he, what he actually says is, uh, no weapon forged can stop me. And we cut to Buffy, and she lowers the crossbow, and she's like, well, that was then. And Xander hands her the weapon that was in the box, which is a rocket launcher. And uh, she has hefts it up on her shoulder and she's like this is now and she turns it on and the judge is all like what's that do (laughs) and Buffy pulls the trigger and blows the fucking judge up 
Well, it, let's not forget that Angel and Drusilla know what the fuck is about to happen, and they're like, "Oh right. hell!" And they literally just throw themselves off this balcony. Yes. And yes. while she blows the fucking judge into like I don't even know how many pieces. Yes. Um. So, uh, Buffy makes a comment to Xander. She's like, "Best present ever." Yeah. And uh, and Willow asks if if she thinks the judge is dead and Buffy's like, we can't be sure, but you know, we should pick up all the pieces and keep them separate. And they start to pick up the pieces of the judge and Cordelia's all like, Oh, our job sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Oz looks over and he's like, uh, an arm. <laughs> There's one of his arms, the judge's arms laying there. Um, uh, yeah. And that's the end of that scene. Well, the sprinklers come on due to the right. m- massive explosion. It, right. And then uh, and uh, Buffy ends up chasing Angelus out into like a corridor. Like the food court looking of, thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and they proceed to beat the hell out of each other. And a and um, this is this is definitely a karate fight because there's all kinds of fucking um, spinning back kicks and yeah, it's a karate yeah. fight. And I and I say they beat the shit out of each other, but if if I'm being honest, it's pretty one-sided. Like it really Buffy, is. She's like, fucking his world up. Yeah, Buffy manhandles him. Yeah, she like, she fucking mangles. Business. Yeah, she yeah. mangles him, dude. Um, and and you have to tell how it how it ends. I was getting ready to. Oh, okay. Stop interrupting. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll do that. Go ahead. Uh, By the way, so, did you? Hear... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she uh, um, she pulls a stake and she's she's getting ready to stake him and she hesitates like she can't do it. And but uh, and Angelus calls her on it, and he's like, "Like you can't do it, you can't kill me." And uh, she proceeds to kick him right in his undead dick. Yes, right in the dick, and right when it connects, it would have been so much better if they had played like a gong sound, like right then, like because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can it definitely hurts because he's like, oh, and he. He just drops to his knees, yeah. man. He's done. Yeah. And all Buffy says is, give me time. Yep. And Walks away and leaves is... him there throwing up. Yeah. Um, so, it's a couple of things real quick. This uh, um, mall set, mm-hmm. um, it was built in a closed Robinson's made department store um, on South Grand Avenue in Los Angeles. Well, you can tell that and they definitely had uh, a budget more a than budget. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. "Damn it, they did such a good job!" Like, I wasn't sure if this was a built set or shot on location somewhere. Yeah, so they did um, a good job. Yeah, it was. So it was. It was kind of shot on location. Yeah, but they redressed. They redressed a closed department store to look like a like a mall. And it, th- like um, I said, they, I think they pulled it off. Is it now, wait a minute. Oh, now, yeah. Is this the same, I bet it's, is it the same mall set that they, that Buffy and her mom were walking in, in the last episode? 
Um, it's possible. And yeah. that wasn't the last episode. That or been two, I'm sorry, two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, well, um, I, I don't know. They did a good job. Possible. They're definitely, you can yeah. tell, here we are midway through second season, and they're really starting to get good at, at you know, obviously they're getting more money, um, but they're right. also getting really good at, you know, set dressing and set design and shit. So um, the original idea to taking out the judge was a tank. Oh, uh, and probably a little uh, out of the budget. <laughs> well, Whedon, Whedon explained in an interview, we, we knew the tank was something we could never do and we could never afford. And, and then we suddenly knew that the rocket launcher was what we desperately needed. Um, but it was, it was David Greenwald who had, who suggested using a rocket launcher instead of a tank. Yeah when they realized they weren't going to be able to afford a tank. Yeah, I mean, they does the same thing, you know. Shoot missile, blow up judge. Right, yeah. right. So. so let me take this, uh, this final scene, because we have a clip to play with it. Sure. Um, Giles is driving Buffy home, um, and he pulls up outside of her house, and they start to have a talk, and man... This fucking scene is killer, and I'm going to play it, and uh, listeners, you shall hear. It's not over. I suppose you know that. He'll come after you, particularly. His profile, uh, he's likely to strike out at the things that made him the most human. You must be so disappointed in me. No, no, I'm not. This is all my fault? No. I don't believe it is. Do you want me to wag my finger at you and tell you that you acted rashly? You did, and I, and I can. I know that you loved him. And he... He's proven more than once that he loved you. You couldn't have known what would happen. The coming months are, are going are to be hard. I suspect on all of us, but if it's guilt you're looking for, Buffy, I'm, I'm not your man. All you will get from me is, is my support and my respect. And that, uh, with him saying that, her eyes really well up, and whew, that's a powerful scene, dude. That and it, it's. Just another another great scene between uh, Giles and Buffy. Yeah, and again, SMG sells it so so well. I don't know how um, she does and, it, man. That's why she makes the big bucks, I, mean, <laughs> I guess. Because right, and I mean, you know, um, Anthony Stewart had Ash. Like, oh he's, yeah, he's no he's no slouch either. He's a hell of oh, an no. actor. He's an uh, he's an Englishman, man. Those 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 there are no bad English actors. <laughs> Right, you know, um, and, and especially in these these emotional scenes with yeah. SMG, yeah, um, he's he's just phenomenal. Every actor and every character of this show have great chemistry together. I mean, it was oh, yeah. just it was just I don't know if it was just blind dumb luck with the casting, you know, or what, but phenomenal. I, I don't know this that scene right there was just phenomenal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
But that was the end of our uh, episode. It was a... Uh, no. No, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't? No, there's a scene with Joyce and Buffy. Oh, yeah, I was going to skip that. It was It's pretty fucking stupid. They're laying on the couch and being whiny and eating fucking popcorn and watching fucking... What, what are they watching? Some old-timey dumb shit. Uh... If you want to do the scene, go ahead. I don't care. They are watching um, uh, 1936's movie musical Stowaway, starring Shirley Temple, Alice Faye, and Robert Young. And uh, uh, Alice Faye and Robert Young are singing the song Goodnight, My Love, uh, as they dance in the scene. Um, But yeah, Buffy Buffy and Joyce are sitting on the couch watching a movie, and... um, um, uh, uh, Joyce brings her a cupcake and is apologizing because she didn't have time to bake her a real birthday cake. Because, you know, uh, she's so busy, Joyce never has time. To, you couldn't bake a fucking cake. You don't have anything else to do except walk the streets. Jesus Christ. What right. a horrible mother. Um, But, yeah, and Joyce... Uh, Joyce asks how her birthday was. And And Buffy's like, you know what? Frankly, shitty, because you're a shitty mother. And then she kicks her out the plate glass window. And Buffy (laughs) just says, I got older. And uh, Joyce lights the candle on the cupcake and wishes her happy birthday and um, tells Buffy to go ahead and make a wish. And Buffy kind of stares at the flame and says, I'll just let it burn. And that's the end of the episode. But she secretly wishes for a a, a new mother. Um, yeah, I was just going to skip that scene. I don't know. Something about it, it just fell flat as 4 o'clock to me. And I just, it, it seemed like something totally unnecessary. It should That episode should have ended with that fucking scene with Giles, dude. That, that was the fucking, that was just the perfect ending. I mean... This scene just kind of, to me, it just kind of sucked away a lot of the emotion that we just got in that that scene with Giles, and I was like, bleh. Right. Jeremy. Yes, 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 James, yes. Will you tell me, how many moments of true happiness do you give this episode? I'm going to do, I think this is my first time, I'm giving this a five, baby. I believe this is the first episode I've given a five to. Um, God, what is there even to say that there, there were three, like three scenes in this, in this episode that are just phenomenal that are like Emmy, Emmy worthy fucking scenes in my opinion. I mean, the, the writing was phenomenal. The directing was phenomenal because let's face it. He who must not be named is a phenomenal director and a phenomenal writer. And right. Right. he just knocked it out of the park in this episode. I mean, the scenes we've already discussed that were just unbelievably good. The fact that this this was like a perfect part two of a part one. You know what I mean? It was like the perfect bookend. It wrapped everything up nicely and yet still leaves it. We still know that Angel is going to be basically the big bad of the rest of this season, at least. And how are we going to get Angel back you know, get rid of Angelus and get Angel back. How are we going to do that? So we know that that's still there. Right. So, it, I mean, I literally can't 
there's nothing in this episode that I can complain about other than that <laughs> that last scene we just talked about. I thought it was so a very bad idea. I think this, the episode should have ended when her eyes welled up and she started to cry when Giles said, you know, the only thing you'll get from me is support and my respect. Should have went straight to credits right then. I mean, that was yeah. fucking powerful shit. But, the, you know... It, for maybe for time reasons or or for whatever else, you know, they had to shoot that little scene with, with Joyce, who that's the one relationship I have never, throughout the entire run of this show, I never get behind that relationship. I never feel that mother-daughter relationship there. And it's not, jo- mm-hmm. it's not the fault of SMG or Christine Sutherland as, act- as actors. It's just, right. it's never there. It's never really there. She's, you know, Joyce is treated as a secondary, well, we need something in this. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll bring in mom here at this part here and have her do or say this. And right. So anyway, yeah, that would be my only complaint about the episode was is that, that final scene. But, man, other than that, to me, perfection. Um, yeah. So, James... How many um, rocket launchers would you give this episode? I am going to give this episode five yeah. rocket launchers. Yeah, baby. This, this is, this, you know, um, I said it last week when I gave um, Surprise a four. Like, Surprise was a damn near perfect episode. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't, a five episode and you know a five episode when you see it and this show has plenty of five episodes coming mm-hmm. up throughout. yes it does you know and um and this is one of them this is a five it it, it is it's perfect on every level um like you said there's at least three uh, emmy nominated scenes or should have been emmy nominated scenes in this episode um the writing is is stellar the direction is stellar you know joss for for better or for worse is he's great at what he does Mm -hmm. you know in this regard and you know the the acting is just phenomenal it's um it's just there's nothing wrong with this episode. It's just it's perfect. Um, the 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 reveal of Angel as you know your big bad for the season. You know, like who could who would have seen that coming? Yep. Like it's completely out of left field, and it's very um, it's very Faustian, Faustian, mm-hmm. um, in in that regard. You know, it's um. For anyone not familiar, the star- story of Faust, he's a, he's a scholar and he, he um, sells his soul to the devil for worldly possessions um, with the caveat that should he ever experience true happiness, that's when the devil would get his soul. Yep. Um, so, so, yeah, like it's, it's so, like I said, it's very Faustian. It's, it's just so good. It's yeah. so good. And I think um, 
I kind of said this earlier in the season with um, Lie to Me. Um, That was the episode with um, uh, uh, What's-His-Face, her her grade school crush, right? Oh, yeah. God, what was his name? But yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, that was the episode. um, I said this then, and uh, I, I don't... I don't necessarily want to take it back, but so I said then that that was kind of the first episode in this rewatch that I was kind of like, this really feels like the show I remember and, and the show I love. Um, but this, this episode is that plus some. Yeah. Well, like, surprise with, with this one, you know, combined, yeah, right. you know, when this was over, I was like, this, this is it. Like, this is the show. They like, everything is just falling into place perfectly. And it's so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> all the emotion and all the, all the drama and even, even the mellow drama, it, there, there's just the right amount. You know, it's, it's, they've really now, right. now the- they have really found their footing in this show. Right, the the character interactions, the the dialogue, the it's yeah. This episode is these two episodes really, um, yeah, yeah. Well, as we've so. said before, this this these two episodes are definitely on the list of episodes you have to show someone who hasn't seen the show. <laughs> oh yeah, the the yeah the these these are definitely on that list of. Oh, you've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yep. Let me sit down. You're about to fucking see some shit. Yeah, you're about to and, get you're and, about to get your mind fucked. And and these yeah, oh yeah, these episodes are definitely part of that list. Yep. Um and honestly, the rest of this season, me personally, I'm going to be hard-pressed to find episodes that I wouldn't put on that list. Well, the rest of this season is extremely good because it's it, is. it knows what it's it they know exactly what they're going for the rest. Like previous it's more of like a week to week like okay, what are we going to do this week? Whereas this they're like, "Oh, here's the fucking prize at the end of the fucking tunnel and we just got to right. get there and here's how we're going to do it." And it's, you know, Right. It's phenomenal. And then, like, not to spoil anything, and I won't give away any details, but like you said, like, you, with Angel's heel turn, you know what the goal is now. Mm-hmm. And and we see it in these coming episodes. Obviously, the the main goal is how do we get Angel back? Yeah. Like, how do we do that? And, again, without spoiling that what's to come the resolution to that that we get is not at all it is what a you mind fuck it is not at all what you anticipate yeah it's it's a to, it's a total it's a mind right. fuck like this is a show that wasn't fucking scared in the 90s to be like oh we're going to throw you a fucking we're going to throw you a curveball you think you know what's up you know right and that right. was not common back in in that era. Oh you know? no, not at all. Nowadays, at all. it's and if you don't do that, you know right. you're, you're made fun of. Yeah, you're a hack. So, right. Um, but yeah, and uh, 
and and this is something we've talked about that before and you just said it now this that's something that 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 Joss was so good at like creating with this show and then on into it. and I've already thought about how much I want to talk about when we finally get to it that first episode of Angel City of yeah the way that the way that episode completely as much as Buffy did up to up to that premiere of Angel in in the fourth season of Buffy, the first season of Angel, as, as much as Joss kind of changed things and and kind of throw, throws you on your head, you know, time and time again, that first episode of Angel, City of, like, that, it, he just does it all over again. Mm-hmm. Just sets a whole nother new standard of what shows can get away with. Yep. And not like, to mention that that series, with f- four seasons of Buffy behind him, the Angels series just is so goddamn good. It's so goddamn oh, good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, it doesn't suffer w- from a lot of the things that Buffy started, you know, the rocky, rocky stuff and kind of figuring out. Yeah, it just, it's just fuck you good from the well, get go. <laughs> Well, so I think it does suffer a little bit at the beginning, but but they very 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 quickly figure out what yeah like w- what the DNA of the show is, right? Yeah, right. and it's and I think ooh. it helps, and you know I mean people that are listening already know you know the gist of Angel. I think it also helps that your core your your two of your main leads of Angel were characters that. You all, you didn't have to give them backstory. Yeah, you didn't have to start from scratch. You didn't have to start from scratch with at least two of the main characters mm-hmm. because you already had three years with those characters. So it was just keep keep carrying those characters on the trajectory they were already on. But anyway, we're way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're jumping <laughs> but, way ahead, but... But un- unfortunately, that's kind of what tends to happen when you get two people that... They like love this show as much as we do. Oh yeah, and and we finally get like episodes like this that are that really drive that home for us. You you kind of start to ramble on about the future of the show. And, yeah, because it and it, and it, it gets you excited. Good. You're like, right. oh shit, and then this right. is oh yeah, then that's coming, and you know, right. So, uh, but let's get back on track with. This episode, how about a little monsterology? Please do. There is none. I know. <laughs> there is zero. Uh, our body count this week is four. Is that counting uh, the, the 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 judge? That is counting the judge. Yeah. Even though I we have, uh, I don't think he's actually dead, but dead good enough to be dead. Right. Uh, yeah, we've got. Uh, our dead hooker that Angel killed, uh, Uncle Enos that Angel killed, um, the dude in the mall that the judge killed, and the judge. Yeah. A um, little behind the scenes, I think we alluded to this uh, last week. Um, Brian Thompson, who plays the judge, also played Luke, aka Jawbone, um, in our two part series premiere, Welcome to the Hellmouth and The Harvest. Um, uh, ironically enough, both episodes were two 
part episodes in which his character dies at yeah. the end of the second. Play. Well, I'm pretty sure every character Brian Thompson has ever played in his career dies. <laughs> so uh, Probably. he's used to that. He's kind of like the he's kind of like the American Sean Bean. You know, um, this episode marked the show's permanent move from Mondays to Tuesdays. Yep. Um, this episode was the highest rated episode of Buffy ever. Really? Ever. Wow. I thought I figured the finale of this season would have been the highest rated, but wow. It was the highest rated episode of Buffy ever, scoring a 5.2 in the Jeez Nielsen rating. People... And a, and a, <sighs> and a 6. This, and this is something we haven't really touched on before. It scored a 5.2 in in the Nielsen ratings and a 6.7 in the overnight ratings. Jesus. People, again, and... I've said this a million times, but... People these days that are younger have no idea what that means and ha- how powerful that was. So each point, each Nielsen point counts for at one Nielsen point mm-hmm. counts for 980,000 households. Right. That comes out to roughly 8.2 million people mm-hmm. watched this episode. Right. People don't understand, man. It's because nothing nothing gets ratings like that anymore. Nothing. It may, maybe maybe like say the Super Bowl or the first part of the Super like the first half of it or um the World Cup, but I mean other than mega events like that, nothing gets ratings like that anymore. Like Game of Thrones on HBO didn't have ratings like that. You know, it's it's nope. it just it doesn't happen anymore. Unfortunately, uh, our Browns band this week was none because the Browns was closed. <laughs> you just so love doing that every week. Browns. I do. I do. Um, our music this week includes uh, Close Your Eyes, the Buffy and Angel love theme, Yesterday on Buffy, Spike My Boy, What's That Do, Get It Out, and Moment of Happiness, all original compositions by series composer Christoph Beck. Good job, Christoph, because um, that the music in this episode was stellar. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, the music plays such a large part in how how you as a viewer emotionally react. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Would that Buffy and Angel scene, you know, uh, in in his apartment, have been devastating without the Buffy and Angel love theme playing? Yeah, one hundred percent. Did hearing that music play over that scene make it that much more heart-wrenching? Fuck yeah, it did. Fuck yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, how about your favorite, Jeremy? Some goof em ups and oopsies. I love me some goof em ups and oopsies. Um, in, in the scene when the judge gets blowed up, yeah. um, you can see Juliet Landau's reflection in the brass plating behind her uh, in the, the mall, mall doorway. Yeah. Um, so after Angel reveals himself 
at the school and Xander tells Cordelia to meet him at Willow's in half an hour. Um, the, the next scene is uh, Buffy going home and falling asleep and waking up the next night. And then the scene after that is the heist. So there is apparently either the heist didn't take place that night when Xander told Cordelia to meet him at Willow's in half an hour and it took place the next night or there was an editing mix up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Buffy slept for two solid days. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you notice the explosion that's made when the rocket hits the judge actually starts before the rocket hits the judge. And that's because they had to figure out a way to mask the rubber rocket bouncing off the stone statue of the judge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, and that's all I have for this episode. Well, alrighty, James. Yes, sir. You got any final thoughts on this phenomenal episode? Uh, no, I think, uh, I, I personally, I said it all, um, uh, in the rating. It's just, this is a perfect episode. Um, if, if you, if you ask me to sit down and write out a list of, um, perfect episodes from my favorite TV shows, this would be, this would be on that list and it would be damn near the top of the list. Agreed. Well, um, no, I've said every, I mean, this is just fucking phenomenal. This is, this is, this is Buffy at its finest. It, it it doesn't get any better. You know, it's just, this is one of the things that makes you fall in love with this show, you know? So, um, uh, what website can, can folks go to in order to, um, you know, maybe, maybe connect with us. Um, they could go to BuffyRevisited.com. Oh. And, yes, and they will find the following links. They'll find a link to our Facebook. Uh-huh. They'll find a link to our Twitter. Uh-huh. They'll find a link to our YouTube. Roger. Where perhaps they would, they would like to watch us discuss the show as opposed to just listen to it. Um, and they will also find a link to our email, which is BuffyRevisited at gmail.com. And through any of those uh, mediums, they can reach out to us and they can tell us how we're doing with the podcast overall. Uh, they can tell us their thoughts on the episodes um, and both series, Buffy and Angel, uh, or just engage in general conversation regarding the show with us. We would absolutely love that. Um, we, we really would. We really um, would at this point. We really would. Um, you know, uh, as much as I love talking to Jeremy every week about these episodes, and I truly do, uh, it, it would be nice to be able to, uh, for both of us to be able to engage with other people um, about the show. And I know you're out there. We've got, we've got s- numerous Facebook followers. Yeah. Um, on the Facebook page, we get numerous views. Uh, on I think we YouTube. have just a lot of shy people in the audience. Probably, you know. Um, so, so we know we know the watchers and the listeners uh, are and the fans are out there. Um, reach out to us. Let's talk about the show. 
Reach out and touch That's someone. All. Right. Especially me. Especially me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us this week, everyone. And we look forward to serving you up another dose of buffiness next week, which will be Season 2, Episode 15, Phases. Hmm, I wonder what that could be all about. I <laughs> uh, wouldn't be surprised if this is your favorite episode of the season. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, with all that being said, I have been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.